0: Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am not joined by anybody. Today's going to be a little bit shorter of a show. I'm going to ride solo for it. It's a single-topic show. Um, it's going to be something kind of similar to the, to the player preview series that we did a little while back. But it's going to be regarding the Lakers center situation. So, what we're going to do, I'm going to talk in the first segment about what we've seen so far from the guys that are currently on the roster. From there, we're going to look at two categories of, of player moving forward, because I do think the Lakers are going to need to, to fill this role. Uh, we're going to look at two categories of player that the Lakers might be able to look at. In the second segment, because that tends to be a little bit shorter of a segment, we're going to look at guys who are currently available that the Lakers could just go add to their roster right now. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about some of the guys that are going to be available either via buyout later in the season, or because they're probably going to be available via buyout, maybe the Lakers could get them for cheap on the trade market, Uh, so that'll be the third segment here. Uh, As always, you guys know where to find the show. Today's show is going to be brought to you by Vivid Seats. More on them here in a second and make sure you go to vividseats/app uh vividseats.com/app and enter promo code locked on to get $20 off of your first purchase of $200 or more. Uh, let's um let's dive into this thing though, yeah. Let's start by again talking about the centers that are currently on the roster. Javel McGee has played fairly well. He's been all right. I I I don't think I mean he's he's a a league minimum guy, a veteran minimum guy. He is going to get tired fairly quickly. I think we've started to see some of that. I don't think the Lakers are hoping that he plays anything close to 20 minutes, let alone more than 20 minutes a game. So that still leaves about 28 minutes across the roster right now that they could devote to, to other guys who are also going to play the five. I think what we've seen thus far would indicate that LeBron isn't going to play too much five, uh, or, or if he's going to, he'll be on the court, or for the most part, he's been on the court with other guys who who start the possession on the opposing team's five. That's been Kyle Kuzma for the most part, or, or Michael Beasley. When, when those guys have shared the court, We'll see how that works out in regular season games when when the games actually matter. But for right now, I think that's kind of sort of what we're going to see. So maybe Kuzma plays 10 minutes at the center, 15 minutes at the center. That gets you to about 20 or well, 30 to 35 minutes a game. You still need about 13 minutes. Uh, 13 to 18 minutes per game at the center spot. Uh, Maybe that's Zubats. He plays 15, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Michael Beasley is going to play 10, 15 minutes, depending on the the matchup and and how guys are looking out there. So mathematically, the Lakers do technically have enough bodies to get you through this. I just don't know if I trust the Lakers or the, the bodies that the Lakers currently have to really get you through those stretches where Javale McGee isn't on the court, and 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 look, I, I I'm trying to, to to have some patience here with this. It's a concept that nobody really on the Lakers has has had much experience with. This idea of purely positionless basketball uh, with switching everything and getting out and running and and playing down multiple positions. Uh, for some of these guys we just we, we don't know how that's going to work out quite right now and and honestly based on what we've seen I just don't I don't think the teams that that the Lakers are, are rolling with to, to go small with are able to take advantage of of what you would normally take advantage of in small ball lineups Jev, uh, Michael Beasley hasn't really been attacking off of the dribble and getting by guys off of the dribble he's had to do a lot of pull-up in in mid-range and in really if that's what you're doing then the other team has kind of gained the advantage in terms of the shot that you're getting Uh, Kyle Kuzma has frankly been a little disappointing in in preseason I, I think he's trying to do too much I think the Lakers threw a ton at him all at the same time and I think the game is is a little too complicated right now for Kyle Kuzma. So I'd like for him to kind of get back to just being a work-off-of-the-catch kind of guy and and get back to the basics of the game. And I just don't know if you're going to be able to do that with Kuzma if he's playing a lot of time at the five because that's it's exhausting. If you aren't used to it, if it isn't something that, that you've had a ton of experience with, playing down there with... With it the with guys or against guys at the five, is is not great for your body. And I think a lot of you know when you watch Kuzma playing, he isn't able to get by guys or or he comes up short on jumpers. I think that has a lot to do with having to muscle guys out of the key or 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 work to get in front of guys in the key. It's again we'll see if maybe over the course of the season, it starts to look better or continued, Maybe it it's a, it's going to be a slow process if that's how it's going to happen. But, but as of right now, man, <laughs> I, I wish I felt a lot more uh, comfortable with, with this current situation. And, and look, Evita Zubats, uh, according to himself in, in a conversation he had with Harrison uh, for Silver Screen, he has gone out there and said that he got sick and and he's been working to get his legs back and and to his credit, he looked a little a little bit better in, in the last preseason game that the Lakers played. But but again, I you really want to go down that path again? Do you really want to 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 trust? Evita Zubats to take steps forward in ways that the Lakers can really benefit from uh, for 10 to 15 minutes a night. I just don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable making that gamble. And, and especially given look, the Lakers kind of have an opportunity here. The the Western conference is a little bit more open than people might have thought. And if you're the Lakers and and you can figure out some of these things early on in the season, when some of the teams that you're going to be competing for playoff spots with are kind of banged up, the San Antonio Spurs are missing both of their point, uh, two of their three point guards, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder coming into the to the season banged up. The Lakers have an opportunity here to to maybe create a little bit of separation, but it's going to be tough because they are starting against really tough competition early on in the year and and they have all these other things to figure out and if the center spot continues to be a nuisance then then maybe it's time to to consider a change speak we're going to get to those changes though here in a second i want to talk to you guys about vivid seats vivid seats is it look being a sports fan is all about making memories it really is the, there's no point in, in nobody is really a sports fan for for anything other than that right you you remember the First time you watched your team in person. I remember, for me personally, when I was a kid, my parents surprised me. I we I didn't grow up with with a ton of money, so when my dad, uh, we were going to dinner somewhere, and I think it was El Torito. Yeah, it was El Torito. It was it was for like my twelfth or thirteenth birthday or something like this. And I remember we were, we were leaving El El Torito and we were finishing and dad was kind of looking at his watch and, and looking at the clock and, and trying to get everything kind of done. And and I, and I thought, well, wow, dad's really interested in this preseason game. Uh, He's really interested, invested in, in getting back and watching this preseason game. And I remember we turned instead of, turning right to go back to the house we turned left and went onto the to the freeway and my mom turned around and she handed me Lakers tickets and this was going this is going to be to the very first Lakers game that I was ever going to and I'll never forget that moment. Mom was kind of crying. She was. She and my dad. Dad had done well enough at his job that he could take us all to a Laker game. And uh, I remember my. You know, both of them were just beaming. I couldn't believe it. I was just completely dumbstruck. Uh, it was for like cheap seats tickets. Again, we didn't come from a ton of money, but uh, you know, being there and and watching the Lakers run out there it was. Was something I'll never forget. It was. It's. I'll. I'll. I'll always remember that. And, and vivid seats is, is a great way to to create those own memories, either for you or for your kids or other family members. Uh, you go to vividseats.com. You enter that locked on promo code, and and you create these memories. And vivid seats does. They 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 show you value on on these tickets that you're that you're looking at. They uh, are. Are. I bought my tickets when I. Went Went to the game down there in San Diego. Uh, I had th- the entire purchase was done in about five minutes or so. Uh, if if you have to put them back on the market, there are ways that you can go and do that as well. So so head on over to vividseats.com, enter the promo code locked on, and get twenty dollars off your first purchase of two hundred dollars or more. We're going to take another quick second here and come back uh, with with some names on the free agent marker market currently right now. All right, so you head on over to track. You enter position for players, center. Uh, You look for guys who are currently available, and a few names come up. At the top of it is Al Jefferson. He is not the kind of center that the Lakers are looking for. He's... He just, he just is not. <laughs> Frankly, he's he's not good enough defensively to have the impact that you would want. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure fairly soon we're going to find out he's he's going to retire. Cole Aldridge is an interesting name, though. If you get waived by Minnesota, chances are you aren't taking the world by storm. Uh, Luca, Lucas Nogueira is. <laughs> is a younger name, and he's a younger project. Maybe there's some upside there, though at 26 he's at that fringe where you kind of are who you are at that point, point. and the Lakers need predictability in terms of production from this spot. Emeka Okafor was waived by the Pelicans. Uh, he actually looked decent for stretches last year with the Pelicans after DeMarcus Cousins went down. So, So maybe if the Lakers just need a... A warm body for you know if if Zubats is too big a disaster or or Michael Beasley is 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 incapable of stepping in though he's looked okay he's, he's what's weird is that he's looked okay on defense but offense he hasn't done the stuff that I was hoping to see from him this year as a, as a center so. Maybe the Lakers go there and, and and dust off Emeka Okafor and see what they might be able to get there. Dakari Johnson, I don't think he's ever going to get it. Uh, he has a lot of the tools that you would like to see, but I just don't know if he's ever going to get it. Uh, Giorgio Papayanes is is five years away from being five years away, and Chinanu Onowaku is the last name here. Those last three guys are all three projects, and, and if the Lakers were in a different spot, I would say, yeah, give him a look. We'll see how, see how that turns out, but again, and the entire point of this of this activity here is to find somebody who is ready to step in and not make an impact, but just be in a, a net neutral presence out there so that the Lakers can just honestly all the Lakers need is somebody to protect the rim box out. And start the transition with either by boxing their guy out and letting other guys come in and grab the rebound or or by getting a rebound and very quickly passing the ball out of there. Uh, Tarek Black isn't listed on this on this list, though I think that's because he's he's under contract in in Europe. So that makes it a little bit more complicated. But but those are kinds of the, the kinds of guys that if if again Zubots is is once again, going to be disappointing that maybe the Lakers go in that direction. The problem is, again, though, there's a reason all these guys are currently free agents. And so what I think you're best off doing is either waiting a little bit to see what the buyout market looks like. Some of these teams are going to learn really quickly that they are are going to be tanking. I mean, you look at Sacramento, they have a glut of of big men that are probably going to be available are if they aren't already currently available uh and and as they realize that they aren't going to be in the playoff picture and they'll probably learn this on opening night uh they they might start looking okay let's see what we can do if we strip down this team and and see if maybe we can get a a conditional second-round pick moving forward uh, and 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 maybe shed some of the salary so that we aren't paying all this extra money for what amounts to a, a lottery team anyway. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, look, if there's one thing that I, I want the Lakers to start doing is take advantage of other teams' ineptitude. Give Minnesota a call and see if you can convince Glenn Taylor to sell on Jimmy Butler for pennies on the dollar just because you can I'm not saying make a serious offer. I'm saying see if maybe you can, you can just maybe swindle them a little bit. And then same thing here with Phoenix. As they have somehow decided it was the right move to fire their entire front office, a week before the season starts, their organization is in complete disarray. You know Robert Sarver is insanely cheap, so maybe you call over there and you see. All right, well, what can we get for, or what 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 would it take to to get take Tyson Ch- Chandler off of your hands, and and you know maybe you avoid paying his contract for the rest of the year. Uh, and and you just try to take advantage of these situations. Uh, I'm going to get to to a few of those names more specifically, though, here in a second. So once again, I'm here on Spotrack, and uh, I'm I'm looking at guys who are are on contracts that end at, at the at the end of the season so deandre jordan is making the most of these types of players he's making a shade under 23 million dollars and i don't think mark cuban is going to be looking to trade somebody whom he's had an eye on for as long as i can really remember at this point point. and also like watch for the, da- the 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 dallas mavericks to make a little bit of noise here i don't think they'll be in the the Running for the playoffs for for very long, but but Rick Carlisle is a wizard, and they have some pieces there that are intriguing. If Luka Doncic steps up, steps in, and is immediately ready to help that team, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, so I don't think DeAndre Jordan is going to be available. Ennis Canner is is along those same lines as as Al Jefferson right where he's an offensive presence and and would might help some teams offensively but he's not the kind of player that the Lakers are looking at here or looking for here. Robin Lopez would be a great fit, but the issue with him is actually how much money he's making. The Lakers For one thing, they can't make a trade until I think it's like December 15th uh, at the earliest when when contracts like Rajon Rondo's or Lance Stevenson's or Michael Beasley's become available to move. Uh, As of right now, if the Lakers wanted to make any kind of move, they would have to involve or include Brandon Ingram's seven million dollar contract or Lonzo Ball's seven million dollar contract. And and they just they're not going to do that. Right. Well, I don't think they're going to do that. At all this season, but but especially not for the type of player that we're looking at. Uh, Nikoli uh, Vucevic has the same problem as in his canner, and is also making that thirteen. Making his contract is in that thirteen range as well. So the Lakers it, it, it makes that very complicated in trying to land him. Tyson Chandler same problem. He's at exactly thirteen million. Though again, I, I believe the Lakers. Though I think they already probably have their eye on him as a buyout candidate, uh, Marcin Gortat, same kind of thing. He's at twelve million dollars, and if if the Clippers come into the season and they're once again having problems, they fall out of the playoff race, maybe he becomes available. Costa Kufis is one name that I think would would stand to make some sense for the Lakers. He's only making eight point two million dollars, so you can you can make a deal centered around maybe Lance. And I don't know, somebody else's, anybody else on the Lakers who's making about 2 to $3 million. Uh, even if you, you know, we'll see how that turns out. But but for right now, I think he's somebody worth keeping an eye on. And, and he's also going to get bought out at a range that the Lakers might be able to convince him to come over. Look, the Kings are going to be terrible. And their, their, their front court is so crowded that... You, it, it, rather than having guys be upset and annoyed or frustrated with the lack of minutes that they're getting, especially somebody like Kufas who is heading into a season where maybe he can cash in maybe one more time uh, from now on and, and maybe a one more contract that extends beyond like a one year kind of deal. So he might get kind of frustrated with, with the, the lack of playing time consistently and, and ask to be bought out sooner rather than later. Uh, Dwayne Deadman is out of Atlanta is somebody worth keeping an eye on as well for all of the same reasons that we've talked about. Uh, Boban Marjanovic is a mythical creature (laughs) worth, worth watching, but for some reason he just is not able to get minutes. So I just, he's, I don't think even on the Lakers, he would, he would have the kind of role that, 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 or he would be consistent enough to to make me feel comfortable giving him any kind of role. Uh, Dwight Howard is just never going to happen. It's crazy, though, that he's only making or he signed a deal for one year, $5.3 million. Wild how far he has fallen. Alex Agensa is is just not very good, but he's in that $5 million range, so you could basically just swap Lance for him immediately. Willie Cauley-Stein, I think, would take more, uh, though the thing that makes me nervous with Willie Cauley-Stein is I just think, I don't think he's Particularly bright. I don't think he gets it Uh, as much as his upside really intrigues me. He moves his feet really well for being a big. Uh, He's pretty good as a role man. I'd like to see how that looks. And, And again, you can basically just swap. Lance Stevenson plus, say, maybe a conditional second-rounder moving forward. Uh, and if if Sacramento realizes, like, okay, it's just time to move on from this guy altogether, uh, maybe the, the the Lakers take advantage of that situation uh, over the course of the season. Brooke Lopez, I think that that bridge has kind of been burned, and and he's going to be such a great fit in Milwaukee that he's just never going to be available. Ekpe Udoh in Utah might be available, though, again, why would a team that's in the playoffs just – kind of get rid of players that might be useful to him amir johnson zaza pachulia once again we talked about him, Michael okafor greg monroe is not the kind of player that the, the that would help in this kind of situation tyler zeller uh you just kind of go down this list and 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 the the options are somewhat there but for the most part i, I think it's going to take time for those kinds of deals to present themselves. And and I guess the, the larger overriding point here is, are the Lakers willing or able to wait long enough for those kinds of, of deals to, to become makeable? So we'll see. We'll see. I mean – Zubots did look better. Maybe he continues to take strides and proves me wrong. I just don't know. And, and Pete is actually with me on this. I just don't know if he's really necessarily a, a, an NBA player. And, and we're in year three of this experiment with Zubots and, and look, the Lakers have had misses before, right? Shouts to Anthony Brown. Maybe Michael Beasley turns it around offensively to the point where he's actually taking advantage of his quickness against other bigs. Um, the other thing, too, is that I I, I want to see what that second unit looks like with Lonzo Ball or Rajon Rondo out there. LeBron James mentioned that after the game as well, how the impact that that's going to have or that, that Lonzo's return is going to have on the bench. That's going to really help that bench unit. And and really, given the state of their center rotation, the Lakers can use any help that they can get, especially from Lonzo Ball, who is one of the best rebounders at his position in the league already as a as a rookie. So, so I don't know. We'll see how this turns out. Uh, this was a shorter episode because it's it's. Multiple days between games. Uh, we'll be back at it again, though. With Pete, he's gonna he's gonna hop on, and, and we'll figure out what we're gonna talk about. We'll preview Lonzo Ball's return and what that might mean for the Lakers. What some of the things that we're looking for in his game, his preseason debut out there in Vegas. Uh, if you're in Vegas, hop on VividSeats.com, enter the promo code Locked On, uh, and and. Get $20 off your purchase of $200 or more. It's going to be fun. LeBron is is apparently going to play. Lonzo Ball is apparently going to play. You're going to start to see what this rotation might look like, though. I don't know if Josh Hart is going to play because he tweaked his hammy. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him until the season opener against Portland. But, but who knows? Have a great rest of your day, everybody. We'll talk to you again mañana.